Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. All right, hello and welcome to a brand new year of If It Has a Score. This is Devin and Wes, uh, and we're ready to, you know, do a show in the new year. Like, it's a brand new, new beginnings. That's our theme this year, or this month, new beginnings. Uh, So we're very excited to see what kind of shows and movies we can bring in, as well as what new sports experiences we we can talk about. Yep, news is always going to be rolling in, and we're going to be rolling in with our games and segments. Thank you for breaking in the new year with us. Our New Year's resolution is to pump out an episode every week, to not just start in <laughs> August right. like some lazy slouches. We're, We're going to do it for first, a full year. Yeah, our first full year of content. <laughs> we can do it. With yeah. your help. Yeah, as long as you're here. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to start with news mm-hmm. uh, for the new year. So, of course, some of this is just from the end of 2022. But, yep. uh, I mean, it is. We're recording this on New Year's Day, so it is January 1st today. Uh, but this episode will come out on January 3rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Second, third? Fourth. 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 <laughs> I wow. hear I am saying yes and agreeing with you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I thought it was Monday. My resolution so was, was to be worse at math, so uh, I'm already doing pretty well. You're off to a good start. <laughs> so, Congrats. happy January 4th, and uh, here we go with some news. We're going to start with sports news. We are, all right. So, I'm sure you've heard of this guy. I'm impeding in your territory a little bit. So, actor, former rapper, and part-time wrestler John Cena returned to WWE last week. Ooh. Cena competed in a tag team match with partner Kevin Owens. Cena helped Owens claim a huge victory of undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns and his tag team partner via pinfall and helped himself get his first win in his only match in 2022. In only 22 consecutive years of wrestling, not all of those being full-time, as I stated, he is tied with Ric Flair for the most recognized world championship reigns in professional wrestling history. So, not bad for a turned TV actor, right? He does a show. Um, yeah, I was. I, I didn't realize he was going to be going back. Uh, I thought that like he was done. Like he so did put I. Up the towel, and he was just going to be acting now. He's on uh, Peacemaker right now, which is a DC right. show. Uh, it's a spinoff from Suicide Squad, the new one that James Gunn directed. So that's a pretty big role, huh? Oh, yeah. He's the main character. He's right. the title character. Uh, from what I hear, he does a really good job. Yeah, that one's supposed to be funny as well as have action and stuff, right? Right, right. So he's good. He's fit for the role. But, yeah, he's wrestling part-time still. Only one match this year. Waited all the way until the 30th of the <laughs> December so waited until the last minute to get a match in and just one match and end up with a win so yeah he's he's still doing it so that that constitutes his part time for WWE yeah. um, but gives him, him yeah it gives him time for those other endeavors that maybe you'll speak about sometime this year we'll but see. yeah more wrestling news some drama sorry I'm not 
as well versed in this, but I'm going to give it my take. So Chris Jericho and other top talents at AEW reportedly told the rest of the locker room he'd make sure CM Punk doesn't return. This is following a podcast appearance by Dax Hardwood, where he made a plea for the wrestlers to work things out and for Punk to return. So Punk replied to this reposted podcast on social media with an Instagram comment saying, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So all of this drama with other wrestlers that I'm talking about, this was an incident that took place during All Out. So that's an event hosted by AEW. Uh That night, CM Punk won the world title from Jon Moxley. In a post-show press conference following the event, Punk made disparaging comments about Omega, Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, and Colt Cabana, which led to a legitimate brawl with Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Punk in the locker room. So Punk has not been back since the event that I'm talking about that took place on September 3rd. Punk is still under contract and not returning would require him to be bought out. It's still at a standstill because AEW would want him to sign a non-compete, which would mean Punk couldn't return to WWE or UFC. Those are two other organizations he has fought for before. Personally, I'm hoping that they can work things out. Negotiating his buyout any further, again, would just make it to where this fighter, this wrestler, cannot compete anywhere. So he's good. He's still obviously winning championships, as I stated. And there are both sides of the story. There are people that want him to come back, people that don't want him to come back at all. Uh, I guess what I would like to ask you is if you know of any fights breaking out on the set or any drama (laughs) where people just can't get along and they are kind of constantly bickering during filming. Is, is there anything in recent memory that has happened like that? I mean, we've talked about this before where people, like, work with people that they just do not like. Right. And there's no avoiding it. It's sometimes a small pool for certain movies and certain roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you will work with someone that you don't like eventually. Yeah. That's just the way of the world. As for actual fights on sets or anything, mm-hmm. um... Again, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it has happened. I haven't heard anything from recent the recent year. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for, I mean, of course, the Will Smith slap. There we go. I guess. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, that. That's like the only thing that really comes to mind immediately. I yeah. know that there's been aggression towards each other. And maybe there's been like shouting matches. But yeah. the slap is the only one that I can think of that I know someone walked up to someone and straight up hit them mm-hmm. uh oh, and made it. contact mm-hmm. on live national um pr- production there like yeah. the the oscars so that's all that i can think of and of course you saw the the backlash for that will smith and chris rock both putting out different uh statements and just having to work around each other exactly. will smith put out his apology um got a lot of backlash in general even though he got his standing ovation for winning best actor anyway yeah what a night yeah right and i i don't know if he's still banned from the next show because i'm pretty sure he was they said that the academy decided he wasn't going to be invited back the next year or whatever Mm -hmm. but i don't know if that still stands after the apology and stuff 
Yeah. I Just like with last week when we talked about the golf thing, how like they had made a statement where it's like you can't, you're not allowed to play, um, but then retracted it. So we'll see if if that stands. We'll see what happens come Oscars this year, right. uh, which should happen in February again. Yeah, so like you were saying, it's hard to get people that really have a tough time working together to stay level-headed throughout some productions. But again, I think that in order to keep top talent around and also have a little bit of drama without it getting out of line and that kind of being what people see and kind of draws people in that normally wouldn't be drawn in, that part is good. Like, for example, I don't want to steal some of your news, but I see Chris Rock is doing some sort of Netflix special. And it's going to be a live one, and they haven't done line, live ones before. Um, so that is kind of, obviously, people know who Chris Rock is. Yeah, is people it like enjoy a his content. Yeah. yeah, but I think ever since the slap, it's kind of been like, all right, what's he going to do next? Right, it's a given him bit. like a lot of publicity. <laughs> so this can kind of be... Different, but similar at the same time. Right. Uh, and the Oscars will actually be in March, not February this year. So okay. we will see uh, come then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stay posted. And then last thing, we're in the midst of college football playoffs and bowl season. The college football playoff national championship matchup is now set after the games that took place. The number one seed Georgia and number three seed TCU are advancing and they will play in the championship game on January 9th. And then all teams not in the playoffs have been playing their bowl games like I've been saying. So that's been fun for all the college football fans out there. We'll end on a high note. Yeah, good high note. (laughs) Uh, Which means it's time for me to uh, come in with the entertainment news. Yes, please. Uh, So first off, Sad news, we got Barbara Walters died at 93 mm-hmm. um, just before the new year. She was in an iconic reporter. She was on 2020 in The mm-hmm. View, and she has so many interviews spanning over her career uh, like with all sorts of stars and people. I mean, 2020 is, is one of those like investigative news oh, things, yeah. so all sorts of interviews. And she she's remembered very well. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no scandals about her. She is a, a good woman. Yes. And uh, it's sad to see her go. She had developed dementia and mm. was not seen publicly since like 2016. Uh, so she wasn't really in the public eye when she passed, which is kind of sad. But she had a memoir come out in 2018, and um, yeah. So she, like she wasn't really doing very much. She had retired in mm-hmm. 2015, I believe. So um, she was already done with her career but it's always sad to see you know people who've worked in the industry that long ago like at 93 she has like six decades under her belt yeah absolutely a very tragic thing i mean you could date back so far or even more recent and like you said all those decades of interviews after interviews with so many important people getting so much important information i mean breakthrough stuff at that time whatever was going on so yeah that was unfortunate news i didn't see that she's very much seen as a trailblazer in the industry so an inspiration to to many other reporters uh next bit of news avatar 2 
The Way of Water, mm -hmm. uh, made over a billion worldwide okay. after only two weeks in theaters. So wow. uh, even though it had a pretty high budget, one of the highest budgets of the film industry, if not the highest, uh, it seems like they're going to turn a profit. Good. Um, I mean, it's estimated that it, it cost about $460 million, which is the most expensive movie ever made, I believe. Um, so... I'm glad that they're making money. That's good yeah. to hear. And, of course, they will continue to gross money as it stays in theaters for a while, uh, as well as when it comes out on DVD, other residuals from streaming yeah. services, etc. Uh, so we'll see how it how it does in the long run. For it to really like turn a good profit, it needs to become the fourth or third highest grossing film of all time. And is it on pace? Or you'd have to look at some numbers. It's it's pretty close. I mean, it was already the fourth highest grossing, I believe, for last year. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, or if not the highest grossing, I, I'd have to relook into it. But I know that's it's already in the top list, and it was yeah. only out for two weeks yes. at the end of the year. Yeah, in a short time frame. And it beat out the records of other movies that came out earlier in the year. Yeah, something came out in January, and it came out all the way in December. Yeah. That is quite the accomplishment. And its, yeah. it's box office is far from being over, so we will mm -hmm. see in the coming weeks uh, as it starts to fizzle out, probably around February, we will see how, uh, how it's doing then. This one will probably be in theaters longer, though, right? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. That's why That's why I estimate like sometime in February. Like Got I think it. it'll last through January. We'll see, because more people... Um, they're still on winter break, yes. but once work and school and all that starts back up, uh, we'll see how much time people have to go to the movies anymore. That's true. That's true. Last bit of news, something you've probably heard about so many times already. It was on Twitter. It was on the news. It was on everywhere. And I guess this kind of fits in my realm, uh, cause it's media. Yeah. Uh, but we got some Andrew Tate news. Uh, oh, so Andrew okay. Tate you get to is, uh, of course, well, isn't he a boxer? He's also a boxer, yeah. So, so I mean, I guess I'm I'm encroaching your territory. So you took I took John Cena from you, and you're yeah. You know what? Take the floor. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I don't this really guy. want to talk about him either. <laughs> to be honest, uh, Andrew Tate, of course, is a controversial um, person, figure online, social media mm -hmm. influencer. He was on TikTok. He got blocked from TikTok. He was on Facebook. I believe he got blocked from Facebook. Uh, so. Yeah, he everywhere he goes, he seems to to get in some sort of trouble. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, sorry to cut you off. Doesn't the algorithm even block him? Yeah, the like algorithm kind of works against it. Like post an interview or post something that he said in the past or something, and you typically get a lot of views. You will that one will just be like shadow banned. Yeah, it works much. against against yeah. him for sure. Mm -hmm. so, sorry, continue. He's got a lot of different uh, stories and rumors flying around him. Whether he. Uh, does a lot of illegal activities, mm -hmm. um, but also just the the things that he says online are extremely controversial, mm -hmm. very misogynistic, uh, and so of course that's going to catch him a lot of flack. Um, he's also very anti like uh, climate change and mm -hmm. environmentalism. Mm -hmm. um, so he owns a wide fleet of cars. Uh, and he decided out of nowhere to just tweet at climate activist uh, Greta Thunberg mm -hmm. at bragging about his cars and how much gas they use and all that. 
Uh, and Greta Thunberg um, responded in a way, in a sort of clapback, as the kids say. Slam dunk, right? Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty funny to read. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it here because it's a little not so family friendly. Uh-huh. Uh, but she did um, allude that he may or may not have um, smaller parts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, someone of that type of figure would take offense to something like that. Oh yeah. And it took him a while to actually formulate a response. It's kind of <laughs> funny, like how long it took him, because uh, he first tweeted back, "How dare you!" <laughs> and then it took like hours later. He was like, "Oh, Gre- Greta's admitting that she has." A, a small part blah 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 because mm. of that email like why is that your email Ooh, so basically just like a very um juvenile response he stooped very low <laughs> exactly he stooped <laughs> kind of low and then he decided to take it a step further and record a video um response to greta where he he basically repeats the same statement like oh she her why is her email this huh like, I, I, I want to blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not going to totally quote him because I just hate most of the things he says. Yeah. Um, and part of it is he <laughs> he made some sort of comments on uh, recycling pizza boxes mm-hmm. and joking about recycling. And so, like, he's handed these pizza boxes that, he, that are set down in front of him. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to recycle these or whatever. Uh, and that's basically the extent of the video. Yeah. Doesn't really seem like that big of a deal mm-hmm. from watching it. However, he was already being pursued by law enforcement in Romania uh, for sex trafficking charges or um, rumored sex trafficking charges, like a legend. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they just needed to confirm that he was still in the country. And, of course, the pizza boxes were from a pizza chain exclusively found in Romania, Jerry's Pizza. Mm-hmm. So... Kind of did himself in there. He told on and, himself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so he was he was taken in on those charges, him and his brother. Um, and that's about the extent of that those news right now. So he's probably going to see trial, and we'll see what happens uh, on terms of fines and jail time. Uh, so we, we will see. He is currently in jail. So. Yeah, with the, being detained. with the type of sleuthing that can take place on the Internet from law enforcement and even non-law enforcement this is just such a i shouldn't say rookie mistake because obviously i don't want any of these people that are doing things illegal and wrong to get away with things but this is just something like you're being immature and you're making something elevate that didn't have to elevate and then it's kind of i mean you put your tweet was just out of nowhere it's just right. like why why did you need to tweet that at exactly. her? Why did you need to attack this teenager? She's nineteen years old and you right. feel the need to tweet at her about your cars. I just I don't understand. Yeah. But for what they were doing, this was kind of like the the way this was like the self inflicted wound to kinda like have it be I guess just like you you did this all to yourself. Right. You, you did. Know? Totally so. did. He started it and he ended it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Greta tweeted after the fact, this is why you should recycle your pizza boxes. There we go. Or, that was the slam dunk. No, it was, 
this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. There That's you go. My girlfriend was telling me about that. I heard all about the other stuff. And it was funny she... to see it happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember seeing like the initial tweets, and I was like, "What is? What's going on?" Because I never that stuff doesn't appear in my timeline. I don't follow either of them. Right. Uh, and I don't. I don't think I follow anyone who follows them. So there was no reason for it to. But once it started going viral, uh, her her response to him, her initial response, got way more. Uh, likes and retweets and everything than his first tweet so yeah i don't know that many people still following him and taking what he says as like good and good advice and stuff but right there are still some yeah so just watch what you uh follow (laughs) on twitter you be thoughtful how about that yeah (laughs) be thoughtful who you engage with and uh what they're saying think for yourself how about that yeah make good decisions <laughs> exactly uh so that is it for my media news oh, right. um, which means it's time for us to go into our draft our first fantasy fantasy sports oh, draft yeah. of 2023 we are playing football but yes, we're doing we a different type of draft with it yes we and are Devin's gonna explain it because i don't know how it works i just have a list oh. of characters ready to go <laughs> Yeah, so we are doing IDP, individual defensive players. So in the past, we have always done offensive players and a kicker. This time, we are going to do defensive players. So the ones that are typically stopping the offensive players. So first, I'm just going to go over all the scoring because technically, any position can get any of these stats. And then I'll go over more of like the physical builds of them and then what they're more likely to get points doing. Like, they can all get a sack, but the example would be like, one position is more likely to get it than another one. Mm. I'll get into that. Okay. So, a tackle is one point, an assisted tackle is half of a point, a sack is four points, a tackle for loss is three points, interception is five points, pass defended is one point, I'll also go over what some of these are. Okay. <laughs> what they mean. Uh, force fumble is two points. Fumble recovery is three points. A defensive touchdown is six points. A blocked field goal or extra point is two points. A blocked punt is two points. And a safety is four points. So that is all the ways that they can score. We are going to be drafting two defensive linemen, three linebackers, and two defensive backs. So defensive linemen... What, the, what they have is pretty much umbrellas, let's just call them. So defensive linemen can be either a defensive end or a defensive tackle or a nose tackle, depending upon if they play a 3-4 or 4-3. Again, okay. that's pretty advanced. But they can they, no matter what, they're lining up on the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball, and then they are opposite of the offensive line. So pretty much they have people that are trying to block them and they are trying to get past people trying to block them. So these are the biggest players on the field, both the offensive and defensive linemen play are. We're talking 250 to 300 plus. Now, I didn't pick anybody that size, so if you (laughs) didn't either, then that's all right. Uh, It's all going to be relative, I'm sure. But pretty much, if the quarterback snaps the ball and they are doing a passing attempt, they are trying to get after the quarterback, tackle him, for a in in the backfield and that would be a sack okay and then a 
running play. So if a quarterback hands the ball off to a running back, they are trying to get a tackle for loss. As I said earlier, they're trying to tackle him behind the line of scrimmage. Now that's always the goal. doesn't always happen. Maybe they do it a few yards past the line of scrimmage, but they're up front and they're trying to get to the quarterback and the running back. <clears throat> so next we have linebackers. They line up behind them um, a little bit, a couple yards off of the ball. And again, different defenses have different amounts, but you can have a middle linebacker, a strong side, a weak side. You can also have two middle linebackers. So some defenses have as many as four, some has as many as two. But again, we're not getting that technical because we're doing TV show and movie characters. So and we don't need to especially do an analysis like, oh, well, I think that they're going to run a 4-3 defense and they're going to do, <laughs> you know, this player the, like in right. these packages on this play. We're just we're keeping it light and fun, but they they can do a little bit of everything. If a linebacker blitzes, they can get sacks or tackles for loss. They're pretty much if they're blitzing, they're going after the backfield either running back or quarterback similar to a defensive lineman. They can do coverage so they can cover tight ends or wide receivers which means they can get interceptions they can defend passes or if it's a run play they can tackle the running back the running back may have gained a few yards already let's just say five yards or so and then they tackle them in the open field and get them down that's still some points for us um i should mention both of these players are have an opportunity to tackle running backs so forced fumbles and fumble recoveries are always an option something that they could do they could also recover these fumbles and it wouldn't it be nice if they could recover these fumbles and run for a touchdown that would be a lot of points or if any of them are doing tackles for losses or sacks and they are close to the opponents like if they're backed up all the way to their own end zone so they're trying to get to your opponent's end zone to score a touchdown right. if they're close to their other one if you get tackled in your own end zone that's called a safety mm. so let's just say one of these players tackles them for a loss they're in their own end zone that would be a safety that'd be some points so that's something that these defensive ends and linebackers can do linebackers do a little bit of everything though as i stated so linebackers are going to score the most points uh we're going to draft them in the middle though so just be aware of that. And then lastly, the defensive backs can be either cornerbacks or safeties. So cornerbacks are lining up against wide receivers who we have drafted before. So okay. wide receivers, you know, are running routes and trying to catch the ball and run with the ball. Right. Now we have the person that is going up against them. So if the ball is in the air, it's essentially as long as no one else is over there, safety or anything else, essentially one-on-one. -on -one. So is the wide receiver going to catch the ball or could potentially the cornerback catch the ball? If they do that, that's an interception. If it's too hard for them to get an interception or catch the ball, they can simply defend the pass. So if it's in the wide receiver's hands, but then that cornerback comes and smacks it out of their hands, they don't catch the ball, they defended the pass, and that is points for us, and that also helps their team because the offense didn't do anything on that play. And, yeah, so some of those other things I mentioned. Oh, let me first talk about safeties, too. Safeties are also in coverage, more like zone stuff, but they can be over the top in uh, some man-to-man -man situations and stuff. Okay. But, yeah, same thing, pa defending passes 
and interceptions. Uh, if they are doing tackles in the open field on wide receivers, they can do it on running backs sometimes on outside runs, but mostly on wide receivers. Again, they could also get some forced fumbles or fumble recoveries, but that's a lot less likely if they're covering a outside receiver. If they're covering a slot receiver, there's some stuff down the middle, but outside receivers have an opportunity to catch the ball and then run out of the bounds and not get tackled at all. Right. So... The tackles and force fumbles and fumble recoveries, it's an option, but it's less likely. The DBs are more likely to get interceptions and defended passes. So that is why the linebackers, as I stated before, are probably going to get the most points. And then that blocked field goal and extra point, blocked punt, is special team stuff. So that's like... What we've drafted kickers, if they're trying to kick a field goal, let's say our player comes in and they somehow block it, there's that's kind of a collaborative effort. There's no really like, oh, it's you know this linebacker or this defensive end or this cornerback or safety has so many more blocks in this other position or this other player. It's kind of all just like de- depends on how long the field goal is, how windy it is. There's a lot of factors on that. It doesn't happen too often. Yeah. And then same thing with the punt as well. Um, All right. So, yeah. Any questions for me at this time? (laughs) Um, I'll do my best. Uh, So, we're doing three defensive linemen. Two defensive linemen. Two defensive linemen. Okay. Three linebackers. Three linebackers. Two defensive backs in that order. Two defense. Okay. So, two defensive linemen. Mm -hmm. Three linebackers. Mm -hmm. Two defensive backs. Yep. Defensive linemen are towards the front of the line. Yep. Linebackers towards the middle. Yep. Defensive backs towards the end. Yes. So you want your tougher, like, this is your final wall to get through kind of guys in the back? Yeah, so they they could be smaller. Uh, they could be faster because the wide receivers are smaller and faster. And then your, like, tougher, more aggressive players could be towards the front on the defensive line. And then you're kind of, like, do-it-all stars of the show could be the linebacker position. That's kind of how I have it. I also kind of have some other tricky wordplay things in there, as always. Gotcha. So if, if you want to run any of those by me, feel free. But, yeah, I mean, last line of defense, like you said, a, a safety will be. So if there's anyone that's viewed as, like, saving the day, that might be good for a defensive back. Gotcha. And okay. if there's anyone that's, like, maybe a villain, let's just say, that might be good for a defensive lineman. And then anything in between, linebacker. Okay. Just briefly yeah. to give you some advice. Gotcha. Because gotcha. I, I know I didn't go over these positions ahead of time. No, I got you. That's yeah. no problem. So the defensive linemen are your first line of defense. That's that's yep. good to, that's a good start. All right, so who's going to uh who's gonna go first? I cannot remember who went first Stacked last time. Um how about let's go with the person that was victorious last month. Again, oh, okay. congrats on your two truths and I one lie I get to go victory. first. Yep. And I only pick one, right? Yep. Okay. My first defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Front of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Evelyn Wang from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Okay. Uh, just to reiterate... Our our theme this month is new beginnings, so go, it's yeah. only characters who are new 
2022. And these could be characters that were like new versions of that character. So if a show was rebooted Mm -hmm. or... um, or whatever in 2022, then they would they would still be a new character to that because it's a new version of the character. But you can't pick like say Tom Holland Spider Man because he came out a few years ago. Like that version of that character came out a few years yeah. ago. While he may have had a movie come out last year or or something, he specifically that specific character did not come out last year. So we're trying to make it. Only characters who are new to 2022 or renditions of characters that are new to 2022. Yep. Let's do uh, it. Okay. So, again, I'm picking Evelyn Wang from Everything Everywhere All at Once. She's mm-hmm. the main character. Uh, and she starts as, you know, just this um, average wife helping run a, a business. Uh, they're, they're a laundromat business. But, like, she, she begins to uh, unlock the multiverse basically so she unlocks like these powers from her alternate reality self and she gains like these these great fighting abilities and agility and such and she's able to use the skills even from like a life where she she's a chef or a life where she has hot dog fingers (laughs) to to use those skills in a way that's really helpful in whatever situation so she's very um intuitive in that way so i think that having her on the front lines It'll be your first line of defense that she's able to adapt to whatever situation yes. and work around what's happening and just like get at the problem. Yeah. Uh, so having her right at the front, I think that she's a good person to have in the front line. Yeah, the superpowers will help too, or being able to unlock things that others cannot unlock. Yeah, she has somebody that's going to be trying to stop her from ultimately trying to disrupt the play in the backfield and help the defense and help you score some fantasy points but she has some tricks up her sleeve it sounds like right as good yeah all right so i get to do two picks back to back so i get to get my defensive lineman out of the way so with my first pick for myself i'm going with albert shaw slash the grabber from the black phone so a little bit about this movie is a man that has this van and kidnaps children and after that i I don't want to do any spoilers but it's (laughs) a evil man scary looking presence that is kidnapping young children in this town and i know that's kind of a dark movie to pick but he is called the grabber he does this trick to get them into his van so i think that Maybe he won't be able to have all of his things with him that he utilizes in that process, but he is still the grabber, so I think that maybe he will grab the quarterback in the backfield and sack him or grab the running back in the backfield and get them for a tackle for loss. Okay. All right. Yeah. If he he doesn't get arrested for (laughs) being an obvious criminal. Yeah. Um. (laughs) No no spoilers this month, but yeah. Yeah, no spoilers. We're going to try not to spoil anything. Um, Okay. (laughs) Sure. I think that's a good choice. All right. And then this one, I've seen the rest, but this one I've just heard of. I have seen the old one, though. So this is a reboot, as as you have stated. I'm going with santa claus from the santa claus is the 2022 tv show um just a little bit about it is 
the new TV show that came out, right? Yeah, but he's the same character. But it's a reboot. It's it's not really a reboot. It's a new like sequel series. Is he older? Um, yeah, I mean, he's a little older, but it's the same exact rendition of the character. It's not a brand new one or anything. But so it's I don't a know show instead of a movie. I don't know if that follows the rules, Devin. You don't know if it I, does? I don't think it does. I think that that, like, you could pick... Say a Santa Claus that was brand new to this year, a version of him, but like that you, specific Santa Claus is the same character that Tim Allen played when he originally did the Santa Claus movies. So I don't think that it would it would fit the rules. All right, I'm gonna ask for my first lifeline. Okay, if you could help, my I'll, I'll my goal you, pretty much is to keep you the same line here. I'll give you Santa Claus from Violent Night. Santa Claus from Violent Night. Even there you go. Better. David Arbor's Santa Claus. So I'm going with Santa Claus from Violent Night. That's probably better in this case as well. Somebody more offensive, more violent. <laughs> so they're trying to get after somebody. He does have some fight skills. Some and really have, some, skills. have some vengeance and yeah. also have some aggressiveness and be able to disrupt things especially a holiday like christmas maybe also be able to disrupt some offensive plays but my goal is that santa claus is typically a bigger guy so i'm picturing santa claus as an interior defensive lineman yeah okay yeah and i think that that choice is going to be better for you anyway than the other santa claus because the other santa claus he's he doesn't really do a lot of fighting he's kind of a wimp (laughs) uh so this santa claus is a little more jacked nice. <laughs> a little more good at fighting and uh able to really just use his resources that he has to to get him out of situations all right so they ended up working out good yeah thanks for the lifeline you're welcome even though i gave you one of mine really <laughs> well i mean it was on my list but i don't know that i was going to choose him okay so you've got both your defensive linemen then? Yep. So you get to do a defensive lineman and your first linebacker. So I need one more person to be on the front lines here. Yep. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is pick... Uh, let's go with Crypto the Super Dog. All right. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. He, I think he, you know, he's, he's basically got the same powers as Superman. Okay. Uh, so he can fly. He's got laser vision. Uh, he's got super strength. He's fast. All that. Um, but he's also just you know very pure at heart. He's able to really like um, cut through the the enemy by having the best things in mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so because of that. I, having him on the front line, he's your first line of defense. He's very fast. He'll be able to uh, hopefully take down anyone. But anyone who gets past him, they'll at least be like significantly like weakened or yeah. like thrown off. Just yeah. Because he's he was able to at least do something to him. You know, slow him down, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, he he did that. They'll so, maybe credit him with some assisted tackles. So yeah. get half of a point, and hey, those will add up over the course of a full game. Um, we've talked about how dogs fare in the fantasy fantasy sports right, before. We've done that before. We have. We've talked about Airbud as some analysis. Yeah. And obviously, players or characters that have supernatural abilities also seem to fare well. So yeah. I like the pick. And Crypto the Super Dog is a uh, 
you know, he came out in this rendition of the characters from DC Super Pets, so it is new to that that year. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's voiced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> okay, I believe Dwayne the Rock Johnson used to play defensive end. Well, there I'm you go. Pretty sure him and Goldberg were both former football players, whether at college or NFL or some I sort mean, of other sense. professional. He's a big guy, you know? Yes, so the, I believe. I'm remembering that correctly. I believe that it's also the same with Goldberg, but yeah. So why not have the character that he is voice acting play the same position he used to play? Right, why right. not? Very cool. Next is a linebacker. So these ones are in the middle line of defense. Mm-hmm. They take down who who's been uh, weakened, right? Yes. Basically. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with Moon Knight. Okay. Moon Knight. Brand new rendition of the character. Uh, from the TV show that came out this year. Um, you know, Moon Knight's got a couple different skills. So he has, um, like, multiple personalities. And each personality mm-hmm. has its own set of skills. And eventually he's able to, to communi- communicate between those, those two personalities. Mm-hmm. There's more than those two, but um, those are the main two that we see. So... Uh, he's able to really just flop through towards the end, uh, so he'll he'll be able to flop to what he needs at that time, whether it's the one that's more aggressive mm-hmm. or the one that's able to to be a little more passive or intuitive. And that's good as well because, as I stated, these players need to defend the run and defend the pass. So I could see those two different mindsets being able to help out in those two different situations of plays probably be more aggressive if you see it's a run play and the ball is coming towards you or be more passive sit back be like okay it's going to be a pass which way is it going to go right and he kind can of communicate with himself and really just flop into what he needs yeah he needs it um so yeah there I, you go i like that and he's got good endurance you know that's, those superheroes they can take a lot of hits and they can give a lot of hits so that'll help that is that is good. These longer these players are on the field, as long as their team is on defense, the better. Because there's not always players that play every snap. So right. it sounds like they might be able to. That's good. So I get to choose two linebackers now. So my first linebacker is gonna be something similar in the reasoning. So I'm choosing Lemon from Bullet Train. And again, not too many spoilers, but Lemon is the one that is really good at reading people. So as a linebacker, stickers, yeah, Yeah. you're gonna need to (laughs) see. (laughs) You're gonna need to see if it is a run play or a pass play, as I was stating for your analysis. So he is going to be able to read the quarterback before the play potentially maybe read the running back before the play potentially see like okay i i think that it's a run play coming up or i think it's a pass play coming up Uh and be able to get ahead of that curve and be able to potentially make some plays whether it's a run or pass maybe if he tackles them puts a sticker on them yeah that could be fun too (laughs) and everyone can see that as if they get past they're like oh that guy he's a thomas you gotta be careful (laughs) Yes, yeah, warn your other defensive players of, yeah, if they're a Thomas or if they're a Diesel. A Diesel. Yeah, yeah. and then you kind of also help your team as well. Then maybe you'll get some assisted tackles. Um, Then we have Aaron from 
the movie The Bros. So that is the main characters. Again, don't want to do too many spoilers, but love interest. We know that that's a romantic comedy. So again, don't want to spoil too much, but there's another character that gets involved and they kind of learn that Aaron used to be a college hockey player. Okay. So somebody that is checking people when they're on defense playing hockey is somebody that I think is going to be able to make some tackles while playing football anywhere on the field. You're doing it anywhere on the ice, and you've got to do it anywhere on the football field as a linebacker. Yeah. So that's my reasoning for that, All hockey right. player. That sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Now it's so, my turn to yes, pick my is. last two linebackers. Okay. Yep. Uh, my next linebacker is going to be Colonel Quaritch. Uh, the Avatar form of him. So while that character existed in the first Avatar movie, this rendition of him is a totally different one. While they share the same memories, it is his Avatar personality. His memories have been implanted in this Avatar uh, person. So the Avatar, of course, are uh, a species of people that, you know, they're bigger than humans, they're stronger mm -hmm. than humans, they're more yeah. versatile. They're more in tune with their surroundings and nature. Uh, and so in the second movie, Quaritch has been um, implanted into this new body. And he's he's really like jumps right into the, the skills that he's able to use there. He doesn't really have to do much training or anything. Like he's he's just good. And he's already got military training in his in his mind too, mm -hmm. so I think that that's going to add to his defensive maneuvers and abilities. Uh, he's gonna he's an aggressive personality, so he, when he sees the target, he's after it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not not spoiling the movie, but right. I think that he um and w w in his avatar form would be a very strong person to be up against. So right there in the middle, um, mm -hmm. he he sees who's made it through the lines, and he goes for. Him. Absolutely, yeah. Somebody with that physical presence and with those kinds of physical attributes will definitely be able to make plays, again, as I was saying, anywhere on the field. So in the backfield, in the middle of the field, in run situations, in pass situations. I like it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you should. <laughs> and my last linebacker, is going to be uh, Knuckles from Sonic 2. Uh, right. Knuckles was introduced in Sonic 2, which came out this year. Hmm. Uh, and he's sure played by that? Idris or Idris Elba. Um, very strong. Yes, I am sure about that. I saw it. I'm just challenging <laughs> you. And he's he's very strong. I mean, Knuckles in previous renditions, he's always like uh, an aggressive person. He he throws punches. He's He's very strong. He's a buff guy. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have as many smarts as he used to have. Mm. This rendition has a decent amount of smarts, but not as many as he could have. And it's mostly a, a cultural difference thing. So he okay. doesn't really know uh, certain things about Earth because he he's not from Earth. Got so, it. Well, uh, this game's might being be played the, on Earth. Yeah. That Just might be FYI. the only thing pulling him back. <laughs> but he's still able to bring out his, his instincts, his more aggressive and fighting instincts. Uh, his his tribal instincts, mm -hmm. all that, um, which is why I think that the middle ground's good for him. He's strong. He's able to to knock him down or or find people, to, uh, tackle or, or or grab him, whatever he needs to do after they've gotten through the front line. Yeah, I think we maybe have talked about this a couple times during this segment. So this is a player I would categorize as being 
boom or bust. So with that aggressiveness, like you're saying, they have a high ceiling. So that means that they have potential to get, let's just say 20 points. Like they have potential to just tackle everybody everywhere all the time. Right. Just really get after it. Or they have potential to have a low floor. So they may get burned on some plays because of those differences that you're staying. And they may only get two points. Mm -hmm. So this is one of your riskier picks. Like, hey, somebody you may guarantee or you feel like it's guaranteed 10 points every time. And you're happy with that. This other player, yeah, they're not going to get 10 points. They could get as high as 20, but they could get as low as two. So it's just if you feel like rolling the dice and seeing how it pays off. But I do like uh, someone that can have the potential to score more points than anybody else on your team in your lineup. I think it's Mm -hmm. worth the risk. So I like the pick. Yeah, so those are my linebackers. It's going to be a a strong middle line. So I don't know who's going to be able to get past this. but That is tough. um, Very soon here we'll get to who's going to hold up the backs. But it's your turn now. Yep, so I get to do a linebacker and the first DB off the board. Defensive back. So... I haven't seen that many movies this year. Don't have as large of a pool to pull from. So we stated that there was an event that took place that revealed that Aaron was a former hockey player. So we are introduced to one of his teammates, Josh from Bros, is who I am picking. Okay. okay. So same reasoning, same position. Used to be a hockey player. And yeah, don't want to spoil too much about the movie, but similar kinds of builds i would say for these two people yeah so with both playing that sport and being stronger guys i think that that will bode well for them being linebackers and they got some sort of they know each other so they'd be able to play well together yeah i think so they'll be they'll be playing both like you said in the middle of the field whether they're playing Middle, weak side, strong side. Wherever they're playing, they're communicating with each other. Sometimes that bond is more important than the skill of the game. If you're able to communicate well, then you're able to succeed. Yes. Agreed. So now I'm going to be doing a defensive back. So I'm cheating a little bit. No, not really. I am choosing a football player, but I'm not choosing somebody that actually plays this position. So, and it's not it's not a documentary or anything. Okay. Well, no, it, it sorry, it it totally is. Sorry, <laughs> it's a Disney movie though, so it is and it isn't. You know, okay. it's it's not like a documentary where it's like sitting down. Here's an interview, right? Those kind. Okay. Um. So the movie is the underdog story. So that's a movie about the quarter, quarterback Kurt Warner. So he's a quarterback. But okay. the defensive backs need to read what the quarterback is doing. Okay, so, so he that, knows what a quarterback is thinking. Exactly. So oftentimes they will, if a player in college is not really fit to be a quarterback in the NFL, they'll have them transition to a cornerback if they're fast enough and quick enough for it or if not then they'll have them be a safety i could see kurt warner being more of a safety so i have him as a safety or for our sake a defensive back and yeah i think that that football experience will bode well for him okay all right yeah that sounds like a a pretty good choice there um i i think that he'd be able to be versatile enough knowing what a quarterback is thinking so i I think that's good cool um all right so going into defensive backs here yep uh 
<laughs> my first pick, it looks like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to have two different roles on my team because oh, wow. we have Black Adam as my first choice. Okay. Black Adam is uh, he's empowered by the same power that gives Shazam his powers. Uh, so he has a, uh, a lot of abilities that come from that. He's got some sort of electrical type powers, I believe. And he's super strong, super mm-hmm. fast. Um, he's essentially, you know, like almost as strong as Superman. Okay. Almost. I think Superman beats him out. But uh, yeah, Black Adam's really good. And he's got the endurance. He's able to take a lot of hits as long as he's not hit with, you know, his weakness. Of yeah. course. Which I don't think is going to be on the field. It's like a very rare material. More than um, likely it won't be. Yeah, unless someone imbues their gloves with it or something, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, so Black Adam, I, I, he's strong, aggressive. He's an anti-hero. So yeah. um, he, he's not very, like, I have to do what's right. It's very much like I have to do what I want to do or have or feel like I have to do. Yep. Uh, so he's not exactly a villain, not exactly a hero. In the actual um, comics, he was more of a villain but in this rendition, he's like toe in the middle line here. So, yeah, um, I think that he would be good on the back end of things because whoever was able to get through the first two lines of defense, they're not going to get past this guy. Yeah, he is um, very much like eye on the prize, and he's relentless. That's he doesn't good. mind doing damage. Um, the only drawback to that is I feel like he might he he could get penalties for actually injuring the player. Yeah. That is something that the defensive backs, especially in coverage, are susceptible to. Is when the ball is in the air, neither is really allowed to touch each other or do any sort of hand play. They're supposed to be playing for the ball, not playing for against the player, even though they are one-on-one situations. So, yeah, if he's showing aggressiveness at the wrong time, that could be a penalty, and it could be a big one at that. But being an anti-hero, like you said being like i need to do what i need to do they're in a one-on-one situation so if they can get away with some things maybe some penalties that will be good but ultimately we hope that they go after the ball and can maybe bat it down or maybe even intercept it that would be good in coverage and obviously getting some tackles as a quick and strong person like you said exactly and uh last pick uh for my defensive back last one Big Bad Wolf, the Big Bad Wolf from Puss in Boots 2. Okay. Uh, this character is uh, very just, he's everywhere. He's yeah. everywhere. There's no, Puss can't get away from him. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he goes, that character is there. Like, yeah. And no one knows how he gets there. And I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Because that comes no- near the end. But the character's relentless. He's strong. He's, um, like Puss in Boots main antagonist in the movie and also like strongest like enemy like there's no way for him to beat him and we see him battle him a couple times towards the beginning and it Puss in the Boots is able to able to like beat anything yeah he, he perseveres in every situation he's the world's greatest outlaw or whatever yeah um but this guy he's he just cannot beat him he's not able to get around his his blows he's not able to maneuver around him or anything the only thing he can do is run right and even then like this character still catches up to him and teases him at every corner that he gets to 
So, um, yeah, I think that this guy would be good as our final line of defense. Um, since he's everywhere, he's going to be very intimidating for that quarterback. So knowing that even though he got through these two lines of defense, there's no rest for him. He needs to still be on his ready because this guy is going to be on top of him. Yeah, definitely a not-so-fast situation where you think it's looking like a touchdown and then all of a sudden there they are. And like you said, this player could be in some one-on-one situations and if they're constantly beating their opponent down and their opponent can't figure out ways to get around them or beat them or get past them and achieve their goals, if this character is stopping them from achieving their goals, then that is somebody that is good to have in a coverage position as well. Right. So I like the pick. And that's it for my team. So uh, last pick goes to you. Yep. So we've alluded to the fact that people that know each other and have chemistry are good to have on the same team. We also talked about how my pool is not that large. So I have Lemon from Bullet Train. Now I am getting Tangerine (laughs) from Bullet Train, his twin brother. So we have two people that used to be college hockey teammates, and we have people that grew up together. Now while they're playing different positions, they're still going to be communicating. Hopefully Lemon can read what it's going to be and communicate with his brother ahead of time and be able to help him out like you said in that last line of defense role or in coverage be like hey bro it's gonna be a run or hey bro it's gonna be a pass and if he's that last line of defense and he knows ahead of time i like his chances of being able to be able to make a play if nobody else is able to yeah for sure that's a that's a good um it's a good choice thank you again like the communicate i really like when people are able to communicate well i feel like it it leads to success more often than not so having a team that's able to communicate and knows how to communicate uh, as well as like that character is also pretty aggressive and able to get through situations they both have worked on jobs together before yep um so yeah i think that that that's a real good choice thank you seven positions but only five movies yeah (laughs) Seven positions. So those are our choices for our uh, defensive team on our fantasy uh, draft. Yep. So, um, like always, make sure you listen to this this whole thing in depth. Really make your choice here, and uh, you'll be able to vote on our Facebook and Twitter for which draft you think would be the winning draft. Yes, be on the lookout for the polls on social media as he stated and then as follows this is it's going to be a skim through next week with the same theme yep so without doing a spoiler we are going to do the plot of a new movie somehow some way uh i'll let you explain how you're gonna do that i i'm I'm not going to pick something that actually came out last year because I don't want to spoil anything too new. So what I'm going to do is I will find something that came out this year that's a reboot or new rendition of something Mm -hmm. uh, and then spoil the original version of that. So we will skim through the original version. So for instance, and this isn't the one I'm going to pick, the Batman came out last year. I could spoil any of the Batman movies that came out before this. Yep. Uh, because it's a new rendition of the character, uh, it still kind of fits the theme. I just don't want to spoil anything that people haven't gotten the chance to see yet. Yeah, since it's so new. Hopefully, you all yeah. appreciate that and appreciate 
and will allow us to bend the rules a bit <laughs> for our own theme for your viewing purposes. Right, right. And feel free to comment your thoughts uh, for the draft on the posts. What? Who do you think uh, are the strong choices? Would you choose someone else instead? Let us know. Yes. I know there was a lot of characters that came out last year that we didn't get a chance to use. I have a pretty long list here. Uh, but you might see those characters in our later segments here. Uh, wrapping us up today, we're going to Two Truths and a Lie. Mm-hmm. So uh, who's going first for that? Um, It's more sports news for me. Well, something happened a couple weeks ago. Obviously. All right. So you go first. Okay. So, throughout the history of the NHL, there have been a few duos of players who have played a thousand games together for the same team. Okay. I'm going to name three. All of these players and teams are real, and they have all played together at some point. So, maybe you've heard of these names. So, the thing I would like you to tell me is which of these is not a duo that has played a thousand games together. So they are all duos, all have played for this team. It's just these two players have not played that many games together okay. for this team. So first I have Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom for the Washington Capitals. Anzi Kopitar and Dustin Brown for the LA Kings. And Patrick Kane and Patrick Sharp for the Chicago Blackhawks. So which of these is not the duo that has played a thousand games together? A thousand games, a thousand games. A lot of games, huh? Okay. 82 per season. Yeah, so, what, what was the first one? Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom. We've talked about Ovechkin before. Yeah. Would you look at that? And the second one? We have Kopitar and Dustin Brown for the Los Angeles Kings. Hmm. Ha. Huh. The only name that I know is uh -huh. Patrick Kane. Yeah. I've heard of him before. Oh, yeah. Um, and Alex Ovechkin, of course. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everything that's ever said. Yeah. Um, and the last one was Patrick Kane and who? Patrick Sharp. Patrick Sharp. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm going to go with the middle one. The middle. So, yeah. Kopitar and Brown from sure. the Los Angeles Kings. Sure. That is a duo that has played a thousand games together. Dang. So, you are incorrect in this one. You are 0-1. <laughs> so, who it actually is, is it's not Patrick Kane and Patrick Sharp. It's Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze for the Blackhawks. Okay. Those two have played a thousand games together. See that I was I was figuring you'd do something like that. It was two different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the the they don't play together anymore, but Patrick Kane and Patrick Sharp did play together. They won championship together. So maybe maybe two. I'm trying to think of the timeline there. But it just wasn't a thousand games. <laughs> Not a thousand games together. Nope. Gotcha. But okay. they have played and they both played on that team. So after winning triumphantly last month, I start <laughs> off this year uh, zero and one. Wah, wah, wah. Um, and now it's time for you. Yep. Well, I'll see what happens. I'm trying to figure out how to word this in a way that's two truths and a lie. Okay. Um, I'm just going to state what I have written and okay. you can figure out what it is. So Nice. Um, you just got to figure out which actor of these three was the first to play Batman. 
Okay. Wish I knew more movie history, yeah. but yeah. First play Batman. So <laughs> we have uh, Lewis Wilson, mm-hmm. Adam West, and Robert Lowry. Mm. Only one I know off that is Adam West, unfortunately for me. Um, does that mean that that's who I should... Is that who I should pick? Hmm. I knew they do a funny thing on Family Guy where... Adam West is a character on the show, and then they also have, uh, when he was able to, before he passed, Adam West do the voice of Adam West. Yeah, Adam West Guy. voiced Adam West on Family Guy. He also voiced Catman on Fairly Odd Parents. Okay, so that's who I know that would make sense to me as a casual that that was the first Batman, somebody that's was still doing some voice acting and still being like, hey, I'm Batman, or I was Batman, so I'm going to go with Adam West. With Adam West? Yep. Dart throw. Unfortunately, it is Lewis Wilson. Okay. Uh, Lewis Wilson played Batman in 1943. Oh, boy. It was the first on-screen Batman. Yeah, I wouldn't um, But he did not receive very good reviews. He didn't really have an extensive... He was basically a nobody when he got the role, mm-hmm. and he was a nobody after as well. Oh. Uh, people did not really like him. The person who played after that was Robert Lowry in Batman and Robin, uh, 1949. And he, he was pretty well known. He was in a few things. But the one that has stood the test of time is Adam West for sure. He He's the most memorable Batman for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's definitely the face of Batman when you see like people reference the older batman shows yeah because he was just such an iconic version of it it was very like comedic in some ways Hmm. um and very like zany and fun um adam west did a great job in the role and so that's that's why he's he's often seen as like the first memorable batman so the other two like they've they've kind of like been lost to time (laughs) so you've just been trying to point out that in terms of the timeline I had the most incorrect answer. Yeah, you had the most incorrect <laughs> answer for sure. Even though it but was the most, like you your said. Your reasoning makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Adam West is the the most well-known older version of Batman. Yeah, it was the most recognizable. Um, exactly, exactly. That's and why I think it's a he trick. Played, he definitely played the character longer than the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, unfortunately, Lewis Wilson was the first one, regardless of how... Uh, well-known or how well-received that one was, which means that you are also 0-1 for this month. Sure am. So we're both starting off on the same foot here. 0-1. Cold streak. The bar's <laughs> been set low. Yeah. The bar's been set pretty low this month. Our new beginning starts off with us doing poorly. <laughs> Not what so good. What a great good. new beginning. <laughs> uh, all right, so... We'll see if we can change the tides next week or if we continue to just tie. Um, anyway, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter so that you can engage with the fantasy draft for this week uh, and give us your votes. Tell us your thoughts. Who do you think has the best draft? We need to know. We need to find some winner from this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally agree. Other than that... Next week, again, like we said, is a skim through. So we will see you for that when we skim through a movie. Yep. So, as always, you can find me on Twitter at DevonLang32 for NFL and fantasy football analysis. 
while this is coming out, the fantasy football championship games will be concluded. But I would just like to say, since it will be released after, hopefully some of you were able to, one, win yours or get third place. Hopefully you won and did the best that you could. So I would say good luck, but this will be released after. <laughs> so hopefully you were victorious. Yeah. And Wes? I, I hope so, too. You can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk or on my website, WSkimMilk.com, for this podcast as well as others. And that's about it. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Whole new year of content, whole new year of themes. Uh, we're super excited for, for what this year will bring. Thanks. See ya. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.